Hello, my name is Van Sneed, and welcome to episode six of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus will take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed and we'll continue the conversation a bit more. Now, right now we're in the middle of a series on dispensationalism and dispensational theology, and that's where we're going to pick it up today. So let's do this thing. So we're going to jump right in by looking at the fifth dispensation, the dispensation of the law. And in order to do that, we're going to take a look at Exodus chapter 19. In verses 3 through 8, we're going to both identify the steward as well as the task that's been given to the steward. So let's go ahead and just read this passage as a whole. Beginning in verse 3, it says, And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, And tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bare you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore... If you obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me as a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So here we see very clearly that Moses is our steward and gets instructed to speak very specific words unto the children of Israel. And they respond in verse 7. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. So in this passage, we see that while the steward is Moses, it's also the nation of Israel as well, because God is giving specific instructions to Moses to give to the nation of Israel. And the nation of Israel says, yes, we will do what you have commanded us. Now, because we've been taking a look at dispensationalism for the past few episodes, we know what's going to happen next. There will be a failure of the steward. And in this case, it's going to happen ridiculously quick. Israel is going to fail. In Exodus chapter 32, verses 1 through 6, we read this. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, up. Make us gods which shall go before us, for as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what has become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast of the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Now, if that wasn't enough, we're going to continue to see failure after failure after failure in the nation of Israel's history. And 2 Kings chapter 17 does a really great job of, of, of summing it all up. In verse 7, it says this, For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, which had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, 
and had feared other gods, and walked in the statues of the heathen which the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel and of the kings of Israel which they had made. And the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God, and they built them high places in all their cities, from the tower of the watchmen to the fenced city. And they set them up images and groves in every high hill and under every green tree. And there they burnt incense in all the high places, as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them, and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. For they served idols, whereof the Lord had said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets and by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways, and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers, and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but hardened their necks, like to the necks of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he had made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen that were round about them concerning whom the Lord charged them that they should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire and used divinations and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord, to provoke him to anger. So after an incredible amount of patience, I mean, this is... This is horrific. We have Israel that is continually disobedient. They're worshiping other gods. They're sacrificing their children to Molech after continual chances to just be obedient. God has had enough. And we see the results of this in verse 18. Therefore, the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them out of his sight. There was none left but the tribe of Judah only. Also, Judah kept not the commandments of the Lord their God, but walked in the statues of Israel, which they made. And verse 20 is, is, is kind of the ultimate here. And the Lord rejected all the seed of Israel and afflicted them and delivered them into the hands of spoilers until he had cast them out of his sight. Now, I know that that's a pretty big passage, but essentially it sums up all of the Old Testament from Exodus 19. From a historical perspective, Israel doesn't get their act together. Even when God delivers them out of Egypt, they start working their way towards the promised land. Calamity happens because they don't believe God, and so they're wandering the desert for 40 years. Eventually, Joshua leads them into the promised land, and they do all right until they don't do well at all. And then we get the time of the judges where there's these cycles of sin over and over and over again. They eventually ask God for a king, and they get Saul. Then we get David, and that's pretty good. But right after David and then Solomon, the kingdom splits in two. Uh, Israel, the northern kingdom, is pretty wicked, and the southern kingdom, Judah, is kind of okay, but mostly not. And then eventually both of these two kingdoms get taken into captivity. They eventually make it back, but nowhere near the prominence or power that they had. God is silent for 400 years, and then we get Jesus on the scene. So there's just a whole bunch that essentially happens in this particular dispensation. Now, speaking of Jesus, there's one thing that we need to point out as we kind of wrap up our look at the law, and this is in reference to the Gospels. The thing that we need to remember is that the dispensation of the law does not end until the death of Christ, until his death. That's when the dispensation of the law ends. 
The sacrificial system is in place while Jesus is on the earth, and through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection on the cross, he offers himself as the only true sacrifice that could satisfy God's wrath eternally. Now, in order for us to see the evidence of this, we take a look at Hebrews chapter 9. In verse 14, it says this, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. So this new testament that Jesus establishes goes into effect upon his death. And that is the point at which a new dispensation comes into place. And man, I praise the Lord for this dispensation. It's the one that you and I are both in and the one that we're going to be taking a look at next time. So that's going to be our show today. If you have questions either about the Living Faith Bible Institute or you're curious to find out more about dispensational theology, you are in luck. Enrollment for the spring semester of LFBI is now open. You can sign up right now by going to lfbi.org. Pastor Alan Shelby is going to be teaching a course on systematic and dispensational theology, and it is wonderful. It's going to give you much more information than we can do in a short podcast, and you are going to learn how to know your Bible from cover to cover. I thank you so much for joining me on this episode, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Take care.